Gabby. My my wolf on Wall Street. <laughs> uh, just so you guys know, James called me yesterday in a total like excitable huff that like reminded us of being like reminded me of when we were like seven, mm-hmm. talking about the stock market stuff. Which I just it was one of those things I saw and was like, man, can't can't play with this one. But now I'm starting to understand it thanks to <laughs> your excitement making me think it was accessible. And then some posts online, you know, some people screenshots of their <laughs> stock apps. <laughs> Lots of screenshots yesterday, for sure. Um, so how did you, uh, I guess, find out about this movement? <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know, you had some help. Your boyfriend had some knowledge. You were able to kind of Yeah, yeah. So basically, <laughs> I remember yesterday morning, I looked at this guy's story who's kind of a funny he's really keyed (laughs) into things but he's also kind of one of those grungy art guys Mm. and I don't even know him he's like more a friend of my boyfriend's but I look at his story and it's one of those exploding grungy is he like grungy cool art guy on the outside and then based on what he shares you're like oh you're on the deep web too you're redditing yeah exactly like he's yeah, he has, like, a tough, rough expe- exterior, but also, you know, makes short films that have a lot of thought. So, you know what I mean? There's a lot of thought. <laughs> but then his stories are also just, like, thought. money being thrown around. Like, fake money. Like, he has a lot of fake mm. money. Like, he's, like, a performance artist, in my mind. Okay, so good. One of those. So, I love I love following his stories. Good but source. he posted one of those memes that was, like, uh, the exploding hen meme. And mm-hmm. it was all the exploding head uh, visuals and then in the the word column it was just the last row and it just said like GameStop and then the head was like exploding mm. so I was like you know maybe he's a gamer <laughs> and that's all I thought about it but I said to Chris like did you see that story and he was like yeah that's kind of weird and so then that but that was like percolating through my head like why are the heads exploding with GameStop and then yeah I guess it was just on someone else's story and then I I started picking up and then Chris and I looked into it and we were just like oh my god this is like really happening and then we we then we started going deep so that's where I kind Mm -hmm. of hit the like the deep end of the pool but how did you find out about it I saw some tweets that implied that people were making a meme stock market that's what I thought was happening so somebody like I the first few mm-hmm. things I saw were people someone like literally said like people on Reddit have realized the value of memes but now I see that as now they realize the power of something catching on and being spread in the, in that way but I thought that there was a meme stock market being created somehow and yeah. I thought it was like some crazy cryptocurrency thing that I would never understand uh-huh. and I always <laughs> have this experience with anything related to memes or cryptocurrency where I just feel like I just fall short you know because I was like I had that time where I was making memes, but I just, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, I think you can feel this too, where it's like, we're so like internet-y, but in this kind of like distant art way. So it's like, when it comes to the real tea, like these Reddit movements and like, I don't know, like the Russians and their memes, I just like can't (laughs) penetrate it. But I just saw it and I was like, okay, the meme nerds are doing Doing a meme thing thing. and I'm never going to get it. Yeah, Reddit feels very inaccessible to me and like... (laughs) My first boyfriend was a redditor, as you know, and that's Reddit like my is actually so clutch for diagnoses. <laughs> like, remember when I thought I had ringworm and I really didn't? I mm-hmm. was able to cure myself with Reddit, which was 
phenomenal. And I basically wow. found an entire thread of people who had the exact same thing I did, going through the exact same thing, so detailed. And I just feel like it's, I don't know, out of all the web MD, like whatever, it's like the most. But I thought I had ringworm, you guys. I had this big splotch on my arm. Yeah, I remember <laughs> I that. was in the market with James and her <laughs> mans, and I was like, y'all, <laughs> don't touch me. Um, and then I started breaking out in random pink dots all over my body. And I was like, I guess I have ringworm, but I had, I think I had like antifungal in my home already, yeah. and I used it, and I didn't do anything. And I was like, this can't be real like it's just not doing the thing that ringworm's supposed to do and then I went on this thread that was full of people that got a big splotch and then got covered in little pink dots before a big event one woman had it before her wedding or whatever and it turned out to be this mystical rash that is harmless and just stays for a month and then leaves Mm. (laughs) (laughs) and so I had a rash for a month that left but thanks to reddit thank god for reddit I wasn't like yeah I don't know like living as a ringwormed person yeah <laughs> we like figured it out because <laughs> yeah, I was ready yeah. I was like I'm gonna have to wash all my sheets and I'm gonna have to like never talk to anybody again and like yeah ringworm is gnarly but, um, I guess reddit just is a powerful place reddit is powerful <laughs> and I think reddit when I was aware of it was very like meme and sort of like it was when the internet was a lot of like dumb memes where it's like the weird Mm -hmm. block letters and I just thought I really wrote it off at the time but I think it's emerged as yeah those characters like those drawn meme characters that are so excessive yeah Yeah. that was my first experience with memes too yeah but now they're like now it's a movement so so basically on reddit there's a board called wall street bets and Mm. I guess in September of 2019 is what I was finding about recently is they identified one of the first users who like noticed this inconsistency with GameStop and he started betting that GameStop that he started buying a uh, GameStop stock and it's called Mm. deep he's called deep fucking value is the the name of this guy (laughs) so he's like now on the reddit boards being praised as like the king basically of the value does it do we has anyone figured out an identity or are we all just seeing as a faceless no i think we found an admin reveal there's like if you go on wall street bets there's a photo (laughs) of him being circulated that like is in black and white unless it's fake what does he look like yeah we never know well he didn't willingly i guess my question is like did he willingly identify himself because that's such a move to make oh good to know Yeah, I don't. I don't know. He's, so he's happily being the masked, the masked singer. Yeah, um, <laughs> the cool. masked singer. So we're gonna um, okay in this episode we're gonna try to explain to people just like us what's going on because I think both James and I went through a process of seeing this, being like, "What the hell?" and then actually kind of understanding it after a series of posts and discussions. So, right. um, James, if you want to explain. Yeah, you understand, and then I'll kind of like interject where I have some tea. Like we can yeah. figure this out. So this is yeah. what's going on, guys. Buckle up. <laughs> and it's an an evolving story. Like oh, right yeah. now, it's evolving. So <laughs> mm-hmm. when you hear this episode, like it might be just a, another piece of history. Um, yeah. Yeah. And Gabby asked me questions if I say something that seems confusing because I'm still like parsing it through. Okay, too. I'll add in. Yeah, I'll pretend to be fresh eared 
<laughs> okay, so um, on Wall Street, so in the big picture, there are people who bet for a stock to succeed and people who bet against a stock. A okay, lot the of the people pe- who bet against are called shorts, right? Shorts. Yeah, short sellers. Shorts. Yeah. Okay. So what short selling is, is when you borrow stock from someone, a lot of times that someone is a bank, um, and you sell it on the market expecting the price to go down. So then eventually you buy the stock back, hopefully at a lower price, and you get to keep the difference. And then you have to give the stock back to the person you Mm -hmm. borrowed it from. Yeah. So basically, if you buy stock, if I buy stock from James's (laughs) corporation for $10, and then her corporation loses value and goes down Mm -hmm. to seven, let's say, then... You get to keep the $3. And then you have to give back the seven to someone, whoever you borrowed that initial seven from. But my my profit is $3. So if you think of this on a big scale, it's like my profit, if I'm betting way more and buying way more, it could be like 3,000, could be 30,000, could be 3 million, (laughs) you know? Um, So basically short sellers, which is what this GameStop thing, they were attacking most people, right? The short short style stock market people are people who just play this game this profit game of like i'm gonna buy stock in something that i know will go down so that i can get my money yeah back and, and that also going so it's a quick it's a quick move yeah and that also crushes yeah. businesses be- in a lot of ways by keeping by, the val- their value down because it's yeah. betting on loss exactly yeah and then also if you think yeah. about insider trading which is illegal mm-hmm. but clearly happens mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm you know there's obviously think of how much money you could make if you have the inside info on someone's profit margins and how they're doing before you bet i mean you could really fucking drive people into the ground <laughs> mm-hmm. so i hope that makes sense but that's that's what shorting is and so these are the people that uh reddit was after right mm-hmm. yeah so the short 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 the short style stock people. right so um <laughs> the also something is the the main guy Deep fucking value. Um, yeah, deep fucking value. Noticed that they were <laughs> was being uh, valued at like two dollars a stock when GameStop mm. actually like wasn't that bad of a company. Like in a mm. lot of ways, it's a, it's a in a poor situation, but it shouldn't be that low. So that then he started gradually over time buying stock, and then eventually the Reddit board noticed. So yesterday mm. was kind of the. Um, peak of all of that where everyone decided to get on board and take down a hedge fund because mm-hmm. a hedge fund has now borrowed so much that if also today is the end of the month so the hedge funds have to give back the borrowed stock mm-hmm. and buy back all the borrowed stock from okay, the so month. Let me explain that a little bit too. So a hedge fund is just essentially billionaires right they're just these big corporations that play this game hardcore yeah yeah it's it hedge funds are have a lot of capital they're made Mm. up of a lot of different people so a hedge fund isn't just one person but yeah yeah Mm. okay one person there are people who are very savvy in this game um probably very rich and just and they have ties to the banks yes so they have a uh a big part in like making and shaping the rules of the stock market which is why mm-hmm. it's like a rigged game it's like if we were at a casino the hedge funds are players but they're also tied into the house as well mm-hmm. 
So let's say I'm a hedge fund and James's game stop, stop, and me and all my friends, I maybe, are or just me are betting on GameStop to lose, and I've been doing that all month, right? Because I'm a short. I have the style is betting on people losing and getting a bunch of money in return. So I think I'm putting money into GameStop, and by the end of the month, I'm like, well, GameStop's going to be really low. I'm going to cash out at the end of the month. So Mm -hmm. deep fucking value. Guy from Reddit noticed this. And basically, the other side of the coin of being this kind of style of stock market person, being a hedge fund person, is that it can also be flipped in the sense that let's say instead of GameStop going from let's use our previous numeric analogy of 10 to 7 let's say it goes Mm. it was 10 I put 10 and now it's worth 20 I lose so much money (laughs) right yeah so this person who's positive GameStop is going to lose which is honestly makes sense like who's buying games in the store anymore when they're all these sort of like online half of the malls are closed because of COVID (laughs) yeah what does GameStop offer other than like discs it's kind of crazy um (laughs) So, I mean, they had a good point to do that, but um, the only thing that could really fuck over this game that the, these GameStop or hedge fund people are doing is exactly what Deep Fucking Value did, was inspire tons of people to increase the value of GameStop by investing Buying in it. them. Yeah, exactly. So now the value of GameStop goes from, whatever, $2 to, was it like 20 so or 13 or something? what's crazy is... Like the day of the capital insurrection, it was eighteen dollars, and today wow. it closed at like three hundred and twenty or something like that. Wow! So imagine being crazy. a hedge fund person, and you you think GameStop is worth two dollars at the beginning of the month. You bet a bunch well, of money, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So not at the beginning of the month. Not at the beginning oh, of the month. It hasn't skyrocketed that much, but two dollars uh-huh. when he started buying the stock, like like mm-hmm. a year. Oh, maybe over a year ago, a little over a year ago. So this has been a yeah. really gradual process. But it went mm-hmm. from $18 on January 6th to now 320 And yes. that's a huge jump. Yes. So if you're a person investing in GameStop, if you put $18 on January 6th, your stock is now worth 300 something And so Correct. imagine if you did more than 18 you know, like, mm-hmm. let's think of that. Let's add some zeros. I mean, you put 18000 now you have... You know, what's it thirty? You have a lot. Three hundred thousand. Oh yeah, now you have three hundred thousand. That's fucking yeah. psychotic. Think about yeah. that. Yeah, um, and so the thing about sense. yeah, exactly. And so the thing that's really important today, specifically, is it's the last business day of the month, and on the last business mm-hmm. day of the month, the short sellers have to pay, um, have to give back the stocks. To the people who they borrowed it from at whatever price mm-hmm. it is now so the cap on what they thought the price of GameStop would be was $115 mm-hmm. so they had mm-hmm. decided like okay we are budgeting out for $115 and mm-hmm. it's basically double that it's th- mm-hmm. you know 320 something right so that's a huge jump and yesterday Melvin Capital which is one of the huge hedge funds, lost $3 billion. That's amazing. Crazy. And yesterday mm-hmm. they had to go to other investors because they almost went bankrupt and they got a $2.75 billion bailout from two other hedge funds. Because now the hedge funds wow. are like, they all prop each other up because mm. it's a system that is, They're playing you know, the same it's, game. It's, a, it's a game. It's a virtual game. Like also GameStop, wow. they've, there's 
now more stocks have been purchased than GameStop even had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. crazy. They're literally like, just being a pawn. Also, what's funny is their name being GameStop, you know what I mean? And they're like, stop the yeah. game of I know. stalking. So I hope this makes sense for you guys because it actually makes sense for me for the first time and is actually making me really excited because... I feel like my ability to maybe participate in the mm-hmm. stock market one day is closer than ever because I never understood it until now. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of just a game of value. And you know what's interesting is people always say that the art world is the second stock market. Mm-hmm. And if anyone needs a little bit more information to help understand how the stock market works, it's like the they say like property and art world acquisitions are the side stock market because you can buy a painting and this is a game that's happening all the time. Um, you can buy a painting by an artist that's up and coming and you think that they're going to do really well. That's mm-hmm. the same thing of buying a stock that you think is going to do really bad, right? And so the value of your money is kind of implanted in this idea and this intuition you have. So you buy this painting, you're like, this artist is about to be a big deal. And by being a big deal, that means getting into museums, getting into galleries, getting press, getting into the rooms of people that have influence that increase the value of a painting. Yeah. So the cultural value of the painting goes up. So let's say James is a sculpture. (laughs) I buy James and I'm like, this sculpture is outstanding. Not only is it outstanding, but the sculptor who made this sculpture is friends with Gagosian, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> he's friends with, you know, the Hammer Museum people, he's friends with, you know, some upscale overseas thing, you know, just big in Japan, right? So yeah. I know that if I buy this sculpture and if I if I pay attention and I see that her culture value is pretty high, then I can double my money. So you end up getting a sculpture, let's say I buy James for twenty thousand. Five years later, I use her networks, the artist networks, and my networks to add cultural value to the sculpture, which means putting it in these museums, these galleries, around these people that are influential. Now mm-hmm. the sculpture's worth mm-hmm. 200K because it's famous, <laughs> you know? Better yet, it could get up to way more than that in a few years. So what's interesting about both the stock market and the art world's game is that it can happen on accident, right? It could happen intuitively, and I guess some people would say fairly, where I just believe in this artist, right? I believe in this sculpture, and oh, I'm so lucky, now it's worth more, and I, I have this valuable thing. Same with the stock market, is like I'm being intuitive, da da but it's like these people are so well-connected in their worlds, these worlds that are actually very small, that, you know, insider trading, which of course is illegal, but obviously still happens, and these hedge fund people like you said but then also the art world was being exposed recently and there's some great documentaries about this where Mm -hmm, people mm -hmm. simulate cultural value (laughs) so like i said with (laughs) me buying james's james's sculpture i buy james (laughs) and let's say i have a bunch of friends in high places you know gagosian's my best friend i had dinner with him last night he's interested in money too you know, I say, hey, let's pick this artist. It doesn't matter how good the work is. It doesn't matter how, mm-hmm. but I do think, I will say, I think the art world people, it's like you do pick people that you love. You know, like if I put them in my shoes, I'd be like, well, if you had the choice between, it's not all about money, but, you know, and I'm with Gagosian at dinner and I'm like, you know what, there's a sculptor yeah. and, you know, we could really work her through the system. You know, go get your friend at this museum, put it in that museum, go get your friend at this gallery, let's have a show there you know, invite this person. And then they can manipulate the market to add value to something out of thin air. 
And then on the outside, it looks natural. It looks like a series of choices that influential people made because a work is so good, because an artist is so influential when it was really on purpose, because influence, fame equals value. Mm -hmm. And then who benefits Mm -hmm. is the people behind the work doing all of that. It's really crazy. (laughs) It's so crazy. It's It's all... It's so crazy. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, corrupt is a really strong word, but... Uh, It's both. That's the thing. It's like... I don't agree. I think they're when you immediately go and say, "Oh, these disgusting people," you know, mm-hmm. it's like it, you don't learn anything, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I put myself in the shoes of, let's say, an art collector, mm-hmm. and it's like you can really do both. You yeah. can really love the art you love and want it to be the most famous, and fucking manipulate the market to your benefit. Yeah, you can do both. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. If I was an art collector, I'd be going around getting every off-white colored thing any ghostly structure (laughs) because i love being around it and then at the same time also be like hey elite friends why don't we also make a buck you know what's interesting about that to me is the one thing with the art world is like eventually in order to cash in on the value that you've created you have to sell Mm -hmm. the piece of artwork totally which is wild come in but Mm -hmm. like it's but they have networks yeah, but it's like the thing that is trippy about the stock market is it's just you're never gonna get attached to you know your one GameStop okay, so stock. Okay, so true. You know. Okay, but so then it's like true. You have to say farewell to this thing that yeah, you're not gonna be built like, a world around, you know. And like that's what's mm-hmm. interesting to me is like if you really do love the work, like it would probably be mm. really hard to say goodbye. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Then also, I feel like if you're at that level of so much work, it gets easy. You know, it's like you keep yeah. some and you get rid of others. But then I would say it's kind of like you said when you were baking. You said this in an earlier episode where you're like, I love baking and everyone was telling me to be a baker mm-hmm. and sell my stuff. I feel like it's the same thing where it's like if you love art, you love collecting art, being an art collector as a job, as in like, you know, becoming all networky yeah. and selly, like it would probably make it less fun yeah. and yeah it's like seeing the magic the of it's like acquiring. seeing behind... <laughs> yeah so now that we understand i want to say i'm really grateful for this thing and also grateful for you for kind of making me more into it because i think i understand the stock market now mm-hmm. and then i understand how the art market is so linked and i just feel excited to know this yeah 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 yesterday Um, felt like a an awakening in a sense (laughs) yeah like a like intellectual like orgasm yes exactly (laughs) yeah i was like finally this i don't okay but but i will say that that is what the stock market does it's like the stock market shrouds itself in mystery that Mm -hmm. and makes itself unapproachable on purpose Totally. Like it definitely yeah. operates on that and us mm-hmm. being like, I don't know, it's just crazy and I don't want to put my money in. You know, it's that's what is mm-hmm. so powerful about this Reddit board is it took the mystery out of it and it created a collective mm-hmm. movement and put mm-hmm. power into numbers. So like the people on Reddit, some people have a lot of money in, but some people are like, dude, I could only afford one share. I'm only putting in three shares, you know? And so it's like, mm-hmm. there's now 6.3 million people on this Reddit board. Wow. <laughs> are 6.3 million people investing? I don't know. But like the the <laughs> energy is there and like a majority of those people are investing, right? And I'm not even mm-hmm. on the board and I bought a, two shares of AMC today or like seven shares of AMC yeah. today. 
so because it hit it hit it hit twitter it hit everywhere mm-hmm. i mean i it's the talk of the town yeah <laughs> so it's like it's doing two it's a twofold thing because yes like tangibly it's it's making a hedge fund stumble and could possibly take down a hedge fund but also it's bringing people's awareness to it in a way that maybe it wasn't possible before you know because it also has this Mm. kind of like drama like game show allure and it's making it a lot more exciting and easy and more people are breaking it down which i think is really cool yeah definitely it is pretty fascinating yeah (laughs) like are we at the age are we at the age where the stock market is like (laughs) in our vicinity well i Um, i've tried to get in the (laughs) stock market before and i've always just felt like it was too out of touch and like scary mm-hmm. but now it's sort of like i don't know it's it the the reddit board has just really changed the game because there is mm-hmm. because a hedge fund is a collective pool of money and so basically reddit mm-hmm. is sort of making in in a sense like another hedge fund that's mm-hmm. going in an, in a certain direction you know what i will say is i feel like without i mean this is just facts i don't i don't want to toot our own horn you and i but you and i have been ahead of quite a few trends (laughs) i will say like truly like intuitively like i can look back and just see stuff that we were sort of wearing and doing right before it kind of peaked yeah i can say that also things that we knew i think we knew were gonna end before they ended oh totally like trends that we knew not to get involved in Mm -hmm. because we knew they'd be like really cliche later like you and i have pretty good judgment on that and i wonder if that judgment could be applied to like stock market savvy mm-hmm. like you know imagine if you and I like channeled <laughs> our ability to be like head to toe beige is going to be the next big thing right you know <laughs> you know a couple years before it was yeah. um and it's true no it's very true say, like what about the stocks you I want to buy stocks in Ford because they're coming out with the Ford Bronco electric yeah and that could be a personal thing but that sounds like a dream car to me. That's a really that is a really good one. I think was it Ford or GM just announced that they're not going to make any other cars other than um, electric soon. Wow! No way. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. See, yeah. Ford Bronco stock. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth a shot. I think. I don't know. I feel weirdly excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Okay. Let's keep going with the story because it unfolds further. So. Yeah. Basically, Reddit gets together, and because of the volume of people that they got together to put money into GameStop, value of GameStop goes way up, Mm -hmm. taking so much money from people who are betting on GameStop to lose. And so, like you said, billions of dollars are involved. They're losing it. And then it starts to shake everybody up because it's technically not illegal, right? Not at all. Not at all. Well, I mean, everyone's like, it's hazy, but it is not illegal. And I was like, can that be defined as insider trading? But no, getting a bunch of people together who believe in the same thing that's not having any contact with the corporation itself. Yeah, no. Not at all. Um, so it is it is legal. But then, of course, you know, these people involved, these hedge funds, everything, like they get really freaked out and they have to protect their assets. One right. of the things that happened that people were very upset about was Robinhood, mm-hmm. an app that helps you participate in the stock market i'm not so i think you're more aware of it is it Mm -hmm. like why is it a cute little app like does it do you bet small amounts do you so it started out like acorns (laughs) so yeah so robin hood started out as just like a very basic investing app 
And I've had Robin Hood for years and immediately was just like, this is crazy. I don't know what's going on. But they give you mm-hmm. a couple. They give you like one free stock. And I remember I got like some sort of terrible stock that's bad for the environment. And I was like, I hate this place. Um, and <laughs> oh, they give it to you. They give you. They, choose one they give you. you one stock. Like just and they're mm-hmm. like, it could be anything. And of course, it's like just some random ass mm-hmm. terrible stock. But of course, it's probably <laughs> metrically, def- you know, defined what they are going to give out mm-hmm. to their users based on the market. So Robinhood it's, it's supposed to make it really easy for the average man to get involved in the stock market. But then what they mm-hmm. also started doing is allowing people to bet on things like futures and things that are really, really complicated and um what are futures it's basically betting i i don't i'm i'll butcher it but it's basically betting on the future of a stock it's like there aren't any Mm. more stocks available so we're gonna bet on the future and Mm. it's you can lose like an unlimited amount of money in that way so it's a whole (laughs) thing and i I, you should research it yourself stock the stock version of not being present right (laughs) yeah exactly like it's a it's a whole thing but it's not something that i can really speak to and there's much Mm -hmm. more to go into with that but they started making Mm -hmm. it so that people could do much more risky things without um feeling like they were doing something risky because it was just still through their like friendly robin hood app so it was on my radar like a few months ago because chris's uh, family is like they like have like day trading you know fun fun day trading conversations mm-hmm. and I don't get it at all but I've been hearing about mm-hmm. how Robinhood is like getting more sketchy with its users so what's interesting is when Robinhood shut the stock options down yesterday it was because they their their thing is oh we shut it down because we didn't have the capital to continue to put forward we like mm. because they're fr- they're sort of fronting the money in a sense like it's it's mm. also um messy with the money like they front the money because sometimes mm. the transfers don't Invisible. go through from the bank account from their actual users and all these different mm. things right so it's like a mm. whole thing very complicated and so they were like well we we just we just put a stop on it because we we weren't ready and we didn't want to like yeah but that so we didn't say that yet though oh yeah but robin hood yeah cut so basically what's happening this whole thing's happening the GameStop thing is happening Robin Hood doesn't allow you to bet to bet I love saying bet doesn't allow you to bet on GameStop anymore they just take it out even though there's technically no reason for that like there's no rule against this happening this is a brand new thing happening so they took that I think they also did AMC so they did yeah I'm pretty sure they did AMC AMC, GM GME which is GameStop and then I think Nokia and Blackberry too so they just shut down all the Reddit stocks And they said, I'm yeah. on I'm on Robinhood. So I got like an email that was like, hi, guys, due to market volatility, <laughs> we got it. Like it was just such a weirdly casual email. Yeah. And people were very upset. I mean, one of my favorite Coke talk <laughs> or Dear Coquette from Tumblr was like, she's like, I'm never using Robinhood again. Mm-hmm. Like that's unheard of. Mm-hmm. Like that's so skeezy to just be like, this thing's happening. Goodbye. Yes, yes, you know? yes. But we also don't know what happened behind the scenes. But I will say that Robinhood... There's a whole thing that, like, Robinhood, while they shut it down, they basically allowed the hedge funds to buy more short stock. So mm. they allowed the hedge funds to drive the process, the price of the stock down while everyone on Robinhood, who's, mm. like, the everyman, right, their hands were tied. 
So it was super so sketchy. So they sided with and, like, the hedge funds. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. 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 Hmm. So also, I mean, is... if you think about it from Robin Hood's perspective, that's obviously in their best interest as yeah, an app that wants to make money and be on the side of the people who have it, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. Robin Hood. Also, if you think of the name of that app, I mean, yeah, not acting like Robin Hood now, um, are we? <laughs> it's truly the most ironic thing. <laughs> but, um, you know, something that is like you always have to think about is like if you're using a product and it's free, you uh-huh. are you're the product. You are say that in a, they said in that document, social dilemma. They social say if dilemma. you're if a if a service is free, you're the product. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, think about that. You know, it's it is. And then Robinhood basically went on and they were like, it's in our terms of agreement. Like, we can do this at any time. It's you sign mm-hmm. the contract. So that's, of course, <laughs> these terms of service that are that's like forever facts, long. Yeah. But it's still messed up. Damn. Yeah. Like, they, t- like, yeah. That's real. It's like, <laughs> whenever I hear stuff like that, like, you read the terms of service. Like, you signed it. Now we're doing this to you. Mm-hmm. Like, it reminds me of, like, a relationship or something where, like, in the beginning, <laughs> you're like, I'm not emotionally available. Like, we can do this and have fun. But, like, I'm not going to be a wifey. <laughs> and then, like, far, four months down the line, they're like, why are you like this? And you're like, I t- the terms of agreement said, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I'm not going to turn into a wife. I'm not going to change. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You knew what you, you signed it. Yeah, you knew what and you And that's got. always sketchy because it's funny how sort of this terms of agreement – like I'm trying to put words to it but like that vibe of being like well I warned you I said it in writing like really doesn't (laughs) match up with kind of social I don't know like social cues or like yeah present time ever-changing emotions like it's such an unnatural way to live but it's literally just all about like self-protection like it's so unnatural but like weirdly so necessary Uh uh-huh of course (laughs) and if you think about like even consent too is like consent being so I mean more and more we see kind of these exposed stories where consent is blurred and it went from being these very clear lines crossed to these like blurry lines crossed yeah 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 exactly is our future a more contracted future because what happens is like what I'm thinking with the terms of agreement with Robin Hood also the terms of agreement in a relationship is like that doesn't change the fact that like social emotional boundaries get crossed Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what Mm -hmm. I mean like like you can say oh I signed the terms of agreement with Robin Hood but I had this relationship with the app that convinced me that they were on my side and they they wanted me to make money you know what I mean yeah 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 like that's very valid regardless of what you sign or like a relationship like yeah you warned me of that in the beginning but you still did a b and c that made me feel really special and close to you and emotionally manipulated me to be closer to you and then now you're doing that like it's like both are so valid and I wonder I don't know just as a culture it seems like this vibe is so at the forefront this like consent Mm -hmm. in terms of agreement vibe it's like where are we going are we going to be more inclined to take things moment by moment Mm -hmm. and like let the emotions take over are we going to go into such a strict contracted place to make sure nobody can point fingers at us yeah (laughs) yeah I remember hearing an interview I think it was with Harvey Weinstein's lawyer who's a woman who's like famously defended a lot of men who are um in these similar situations like sexual assaults trials the interview was really interesting because she was trying to be really neutral but then someone the Mm. interviewer right at the end said um have you ever been sexually assaulted and she said 
this is going off on a, ta- a tangent, but she said no. And she said, not that I'd ever put myself in that situation. And it was yeah, obviously, so... like, so fucked and, like, shows that she's entirely biased and has so to be biased. to, like, you know, take up these men's cases. But something she said during the interview, she said, oh, I would never, like, I think there should be uh, contracts before having um, any sort of sexual <laughs> sexual uh, yeah. relationship. And it was kind of, it kind of took me aback because we're supposed to view sex and um, relationships and all these sorts of things as kind of like an emotional based contract. But mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know the answer to this, but there is like, there are people out there making the argument that, you know, you should put en- pen to paper before doing anything physical because it, mm-hmm. because it can get so messy in 10 years down the line all these different mm. factors come out and then it's like oh actually you really hurt me you know it's all these different things mm. but yeah the terms yeah, of agreement lifestyle i guess but people when you think of that contract situation you always think of oh the famous person giving an mda and saying like you're good but i always think like we never hear about how contracts are usually negotiated mm-hmm. you know and like the other person should also be like okay but i have so-and-so triggers and I don't like this and this and you you know I need to be texted in the morning (laughs) you know imagine if it was like that yeah 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 um we're both sides because I think mostly what we hear about is you know like protect the celebrity right yeah that would be interesting if both ends could be like this this I wonder how that'll go that's interesting I it is interesting it is interesting I was gonna bring up the army hammer thing oh yes the army Hammer. I know there is an answer but I feel like the army hammer thing kind of clues into this because it was like you know you first hear the story and you're like oh okay like some guy with a kink wasn't really communicative about how you know into it he was but it's like think of how different things would be if like people with intense kinks and they should do this because I remember so if you don't know what happened with Army Hammer basically he's being extremely extremely exposed for being very um just essentially like being with these sort of like younger instagram models and pulling them into his world of bdsm without much warning and without much grace at all and extreme bdsm like yeah yeah, like cutting into people with knives and it was such a blurry thing because these women did technically consent they did technically they were technically attracted to him wanted to have sex with him wanted to be with him but at the same time like he wasn't And I think we've all been in this situation to some degree where it's like you're having sex with someone and they kind of like pull out something that they like that you don't really like. Mm -hmm. And you have that moment of saying to yourself, well, I I go along with this and see if I can like it, you know, or I just straight up say no. And usually it's the altar, especially if you're in a situation where you're like an influencer with a famous actor. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like you're more likely to be like, oh, I want to be cool. I want to be sexy. I want to. Yeah. You know, so it sounded like all the stories kind of came down to that. And some people could say, well, that is consent. She wanted to have sex with him. She said yes to being cut into. But what people don't realize is like when you're in that state, you can't really do that. So, you know, you can't like consent properly. So it's like with Army Hammer, it's like, I hope he learns from this that like if you're going to get into a sexual relationship with a woman, be like, I like blood. I mean, blood is disgusting. I could never have like, you know, period blood is fine. But if someone made me bleed like cut into me yeah sexually I don't think I would enjoy that at all and I think I would be very afraid and yeah if I was in a situation where I felt disempowered and let it happen and then later looked back I would be disgusted I, I yeah I think, I think it's also like me. when you yeah when very haunting and traumatizing like if you're in a situation where you so feel out of sync or yeah like mm-hmm. less powerful 
they, they, you kind of go into of survival mode, right? Mm-hmm. And then you look back and it's like, oh, this thing happened to me and I'm not okay with it at all. But at the time, like, mm-hmm. I was just getting through the experience, like, just waiting to go yeah. home, you know? And then on top of that, if you didn't treat them well or ghosted them or, or something like that, that makes it even worse. It's like you're already processing kind of like this lowness. I mean, it just drags you so low. And I'm thinking about this kind of contract vibe. And it's like people that have these intense kinks that are so normal to them. Because mm-hmm. I was saying like Army probably looks at porn of this stuff. He probably has had people that were very willing. And then just like springing it on someone who like yeah doesn't do it. It's like I think that stuff needs to be so discussed beforehand and be like, you know, when you're not in the heat of the moment. Right, right. And the heat of the moment is just not a good excuse. <laughs> but speaking of yeah, assault. This is funny because we're talking about how Robin Hood used their contract as a way to be like, <laughs> we breached your trust and we don't care. Yeah, in the heat of the <laughs> moment. Army Hammer. Robin Hood decided to <laughs> change up the yeah. the rules in the heat of the moment. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Robin Hood's heat of the moment. Um <laughs> But yeah, in terms of Army Hammer stuff, I will say I feel for the girls a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think if anything, I mean, some people are like, you know, uh, there was consent there. Yeah, there was sexual consent, but I think we're at a time where we're learning about just to make people feel fucking good about everything and yeah. better about everything and be responsible for their their personalities, which are also unique, you know? Yeah. Like, of course, Army's going to meet someone that's like, yes, cut into me. Thank God. You know, and then when you ghost me in a week, I'll just be happy that Army Hammer cut into me, you know? <laughs> And there's going to be people who, like, really, really get fucked from it. And that's fair, too. Yeah. Very fair. Um, Yeah. I think it's something where it's, like, with that Army Hammer situation, like, I always think, like, what if the stand? why why are we, like, keeping ourselves in a box of, like, oh, well, they were together, Mm. there was consent, whatever. It's, like, why don't we Mm. think outside the box and think what if things were just better for everyone you're just saying Mm -hmm. this but it's like why don't we expect more Mm -hmm. you know like yeah and I also what just hit me and I'm thinking this right now because now I'm thinking about you and I's experiences which I'm not going to obviously share but just the few times you and I have bonded over this feeling of being in a situation where someone just kind of strung like sprung up this like performative yeah sexual activity Mm -hmm. and I think that it's so I think it's one such a factor of bad sex Mm -hmm. to spring something like that that doesn't fit into the moment at all or you're just getting to know someone Mm -hmm. I think it's very non-intuitive and I think it's really performative and I've been in situations and I think early on in my like sexual experiences I would sort of like let them slide and and see if I like them and like these days I'm just like if someone just early on just springs up some crazy like aggressive shit I'm just like what the fuck are you doing and they will always say oh I thought that's what you would like I thought that you wanted me to be super dominant I'm like I never said that I just met you (laughs) you know but I think to me it's such a testament of bad sex or men who watch too much porn or whatever that think they have to like enter a room and like slap the shit out of you (laughs) you know and it's like that's not even the energy when you're getting to know someone it's like I think sex is such an expression of feeling and it's like what is the feeling at the beginning of a relationship it's like unless you know you're just using the person for sex it's like it's like a trust exercise yeah. it's like a it's, it can be so beautiful you know mm-hmm. and I think about these women with army or whatever and it's like that was probably so jarring to be in an emotional state that you're trying to express physically with this person that it has no basis being that way yeah you know yeah yeah it's heartbreaking <laughs> it really is and like something I will say is when I read about the story and you kind of pointed out that it is just a very exaggerated version of what we've all been through. I kind of thought about mm-hmm. it and I was like, this is so commonplace. Like it, 
it's an exaggerated mm-hmm. version of something that is extremely commonplace. I feel like I every every girl that I know has been in a situation where something has been too aggressive way too quickly. Mm-hmm. And it just and it's just kind of like, oh haha, like <laughs> you know, I don't know. They choked me and everyone's <laughs> like, What? You know, it's like it happens <laughs> way too fast. What? And it's kind of funny because it has to be because it's like it happens all the time. But it mm-hmm. shouldn't be because <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. And, and yeah, you have it's to almost like yeah, these situations. Out. Yeah, but these situations don't come to the media's attention because it's so commonplace. But it's like Army Hammer, you know, took the fall because it was so outrageous. But it's also like it's representative mm-hmm. of something that should should definitely be talked about more. Um, mm-hmm. Totally magnified. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say, I was thinking about it as well, and I was like, I was also thinking about the per- some of the people that I kind of mentioned. It's just this idea of people coming to the room and thinking they have to be so dominant and crazy. It's like, men are already frightening. <laughs> For sure. Men are already a dominant energy. You know, if you're having heterosex, it's like they're penetrating you. Mm-hmm. They are the, like, you know, and if you think of all the metaphors in a sexual encounter with a man, it's like, they're already dominant. They're stronger than you. <laughs> they're all these things. Yeah. It's like, unless you're told... Like, unless the woman tells you that they want more strength, more intensity, it's like, it's already there. Trust me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Like, men are the reason I can't take a walk at 4 a.m. by myself. Mm-hmm. And then you think you want you want, you want me to add on to that? You want to, like, yeah. bring me more t- simulated terror? Like, yeah. who wants that? I, You know? Unless you want it. And that's a very specific thing. But I just don't understand this performative. I blame porn, I think. I think I, I blame porn yeah. for... Absolutely. It's like going to art school. Some people come out of art school and they forget who they are and they don't have the intuitive relationship with their symbols anymore. Mm -hmm, You know, it's mm -hmm. like sex should be an internal expression. It should be so intuitive. And people watch a bunch of porn and then they start treating it like a moving parts, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like monkey see, monkey do. And I have found, you know, like I was saying with this other person where I was like, what the fuck are you doing? It's like the sex gets better when you stop letting them perform, you know, and I've Mm -hmm. found that if I do it really early on and have those conversations early on, it's so much better. And the performance could A, be being way too, um, I found this a lot actually with guys in LA was the fear of being called out, Mm. the fear of um, breaching consent. Yeah. And I would notice that and be like, okay, you're not as maybe like aggressive as I would want you know Uh and like having that conversation and being like okay like I'm prepared for this you know sexual relationship with you (laughs) you know and like don't hold back and like if I I, I'm able to say no things like that and that's one end of the spectrum right of having to have those kind of conversations and then there's the other end of the spectrum which is like I don't walk in here acting like a fucking BDSM master you fucking bitch like (laughs) get with the program you know then you have to kind of be like yeah, like, you're not at home on your little uh, porn hub right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not um, a flashlight. <laughs> yeah. And I will never let you treat me like one. Um, yeah. Yeah. So interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a concept. I know. <laughs> I know. Terms of agreement. <laughs> terms of agreement. Maybe in the future we'll just Robin all have, like, terms of agreement written on our arms in, like, a LED panel, and then we have to sign it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
fuck it. I mean, I'm trying to see. It is. Uh, it's really interesting. I'm starting to get really into this kind of concept of like, we are in a time of understanding consent and stuff mm-hmm. and communication more. Um, but going back to the stock stuff, how, how did you feel about Elon Musk's role and everything? He uh. was on. <laughs> whose side was he on? He okay. So he's funny because he he doesn't like the short sellers already because his his stock is kind of fluctuated because of them over time and so he was on the side Mm -hmm. of he was like sneakily on the side of gamestop and reddit but what he did to egg it on was i don't know if you saw his tweet he just said like game stonk you know Mm-hmm. He like he. What's really interesting about him is he Which understands. Is a meme. Yeah, he understands. Are you aware of that meme? No, the no. stonk meme. No, no, no. Okay, it's just like literally. It's a. It's an old meme. I think it's from the time that we were talking about, like typical Reddit, and it's just like literally like a weird floating head. It's very surreal. It's like a surreal meme. It's like a floating digital head, mm-hmm. and then it just says, and then there's like a in the background there's like a graph or something. Mm-hmm. And it just says stonks, but it's oh like a god. joke of like the very like elusive and mysterious nature of stocks. Oh my god! And so he's like, <laughs> he was addressing that. It's literally like a surrealist meme. Wow, like it's funny. Wow, yeah, I think he's interesting because he he's made so much money on the stock market, but he also understands the fickle nature of it because he's also been like pushed up and down by the short sellers. He's on so. both ends. Yeah. Like, he understands, like, so the he fleeting hates the short sellers. Yeah, he hates them. Because they fuck with Tesla a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who? Tesla stock. I would want to get Tesla stock, but I feel like that's basic, and I feel like that's not me. <laughs> it's also... It's not... It's not... I feel like it's kind of dumb to buy Tesla stock at this point, because it's, like, over $800. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, and it's not... It doesn't sound fun. That's what it is. Like, to, imagine buying Tesla stock, like... In like 2008 or something dude yeah i know i know someone who bought tesla stock in 2016 when it was like at 300 and mm. i think they put like 10 grand in so mm. imagine now having like software yeah. 800 it's crazy <laughs> so um, our goal is to find the next tesla yeah um but yeah elon musk was like on that side he's elon like trolling a little bit because he's a little bit of a troll he's always trolling Oh, and then also somebody, I saw this on TikTok, actually, um, and Elon Musk is known to be able to manipulate the stock market with his tweets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you see the Etsy thing that yeah, he did? Yeah, which is very psycho. Yeah, so the Etsy thing, and somebody posted a TikTok of this where they're like, they just posted a tweet of him saying, like, I'm really into Etsy, and then Etsy stock went up, like, huge amounts. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah Elon Musk is a character... I used to get so much hate for, like, in- making memes of him and stuff, which I don't regret at all. Yeah. He's interesting because he can have sort of this detached vibe, but it's also because he's, like, the richest man on earth. So he's, like, sort of yeah for the people, but he's also, like, not one of the people and never has been, ever. Mm-hmm. Never has been. He was born into yeah, wealth. Yeah, his, like, family is like, tied to, like, yeah, they're, like, mine. They have, like, mine. Like, they have, like, the top kind of wealth, which is, like the top and the worst like mining they own yes, mines yes yes stuff in south in, like, africa right uh, south africa yeah yeah it's crazy i how i feel about elon musk is like i was i was actually like meme canceled like when i was a meme page i was like lightly like canceled for like making a meme about him or something like and everyone was like you're a capitalist you love elon musk mm-hmm. and i was like i literally have no capital so <laughs> can't be a capitalist you know like i don't own anybody or any property um first off and second like 
I think there's this funny thing where people act like you can't enjoy these people as characters mm-hmm. without criticizing them. You know, it's like to us, you and I, like I said, we don't own capital. We're not busy. Like we're not doing anything. <laughs> I don't know. Like there's just me liking Elon doesn't change anyone's life. Right, you know? right, 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 right. <laughs> it doesn't do anything tangible other than me just being like, okay, this guy's a character in the media. Like, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So I always thought that was funny. I, I watched Elon Musk interviews. I look at his Twitter. Yeah. He made a tweet that said, the carousel turns ever faster. <laughs> oh my God. He's probably like loving this. I think he loves this wild ride of, of game sonk, you know? Yeah, he's a dork. He's a total fucking nerd. Yeah. So he's inside all of us. So we'll see um, what happens. But the thing that is interesting, the stock market is funny because, like, the stock market has done so well this past year. And so all these people mm. who are, you know, stock market bigwigs are so much richer than they were. At the big wigs? Big wigs. <laughs> is that a thing? Big wigs. Or did you make that up? Yeah, like a a big wig. You know, it's like, it's probably like a 1940s term. (laughs) Okay, great. Well, I'm glad I know it now. For someone who has like a big wig, wig, you know. Um, (laughs) They're important. (laughs) Very good. Okay, big wigs. But they're they're so much more rich than they were last at the beginning of 2020. So it's like, I don't Mm. feel bad for them at all. But it's, they've created, the stock market is not the economy and it doesn't have any connection to how poorly everyone is doing and it's like it is the ultimate illusion of our economy right mm. like it's the stock market has just had record highs record highs all last year and even when the mm. capital siege happened like the stock market was not even affected like there's mm. no because they're just like we're going to keep getting our bags like we're going to keep making money mm until the cows come home and um Mm. at the expense of of the little people so it's just this feeling of like okay all these people on reddit got together there was a collective effort and they caused a shockwave for one day and then all of a sudden Mm. like the hedge fund people are quaking in their boots being like the government needs to investigate like we need to find these redditors and like Mm. look into like what they've been doing and like you know congress is talking about it it's like (laughs) the stock market is just it's it's just i mean it's just the ultimate the ultimate illusion on illusion Mm -hmm. you know even the illusion that we can't understand it it's like we just didn't have mm -hmm. the vocabulary or enough people trying to break it down for us in a way that we could Mm -hmm. yeah because people are protecting it Mm -hmm. they're totally protecting it it's a protected illusion natural thing to do such a protected illusion mm-hmm. totally and i mean anything that's valuable is a protected illusion when it comes down to it even on a personal level mm-hmm. you know yeah for sure yeah so amazing what an instinct to have i respect everybody on this earth <laughs> for being so psychotic um but uh what was i gonna say i just wanted to add this in which i which i added wish i added in um earlier but there was the first time that I noticed or got like a hint that the stock market was this trippy thing that you could just jump into mm-hmm. was um, there's this amazing documentary about Stefan Sim- Simkowitz mm-hmm. on YouTube. It's an hour and a half. It very much breaks down the art market for you and a guy who's very open about his, you know, skeezy dealer vibes. <laughs> but he's an interesting character as well. Um, but in this documentary, 
he so he's an art dealer and he has people that he sells to continuously like he keeps up with the kind of stuff they like you know they're all over the world and then he sort of like seeds them with paintings and so he had one guy and i will never forget this scene the guy was paralyzed for three years in a bed because he had a had a, just a bad motorcycle accident and in that time he went from being extremely poor to a millionaire because he just was in bed doing stocks wow <laughs> yeah and i remember and then now he was in this documentary being sold paintings and thousands you know thousand dollar paintings to start doing the art market and i just remember thinking like what like you could be in your bed and turn into a millionaire just sitting there yeah and he was like yeah i just got really savvy i was just on the message boards and, and he was this very low-key he just looked like any like la stoner that you see like clothes are too big yeah <laughs> like skinny guy just being like yeah i don't know i just made some good decisions yeah if you will also you have to have some amount of capital and that's the thing is what's interesting about a stock like gamestop is it's it's accessible for people because you can buy Mm -hmm. it at you know 18 dollars a share but Mm -hmm. something like tesla to get a real return you have to have you can't just buy one tesla stock you know you have to put in 10 Mm -hmm. grand and and something i do have you seen anything about this about because the thing about the gamestop thing is it's almost kind of a joke because unless oh chris said this yesterday Mm -hmm. so the thing with gamestop is obviously gamestop as what it is now is going to tank regardless i mean they're just a bunch of little stores that sell games but this is something chris said i think yesterday which i finally understand which i didn't understand before is that yes this started out as a meme but if gamestop takes that money out and continues and they make a new company yeah you know but then my question is is like what we have to trust that gamestop is going to do that and like make moves with this opportunity we gave them or does everyone pull out their money now is that how it works like do you have any insight on that like okay so now you have all so this you're saying like money. what's what's the next thing that's gonna happen yeah right? what's the next step do we know do we know so, or are we waiting yeah so like you said gamestop could take the billions of dollars of capital that they have and make a new company then all the people who have stock it would it wouldn't be valuable and they would lose their money another thing okay. that could happen is um it, i and this is the thing is we need i need to like look at what's happened right now because today was that big day where all the stocks mm-hmm. closed at a certain amount of money so it's mm-hmm. possible that the hedge fund um melvin capital lost way more money that's very possible mm-hmm. um because it's probably somewhere in the 300s is so it's also something that the redditors were trying to do is create a short squeeze which mm. is even more complicated and <laughs> but it's basically <laughs> like the short the short people will have to sell off their their um, stock because they have or will have to buy more stock to then mm. sell it to give it back to the people they borrowed it from right so mm. then they have to buy more and more stock they're getting squeezed mm. and then the the stock skyrockets so on the Mm. message boards the people on the message boards are like hold on brother don't let go like keep on holding and they're (laughs) calling them the diamond hands because it's like being forced from the pressure and (laughs) the idea is if they can hold on to their stock it will skyrocket to like a thousand dollars per share is what they're hoping Mm. by just like holding out and holding out but it's we don't know what's going to happen with that there's also the idea that 
um, the hedge funds and being so powerful and connected with the stock market can just change the rules. Like the the stock market can change mm. the rules. So which we'd noticed in our government right, earlier, right? With the with the uh, with the protests. What did they do with the what's it called when they closed the city early? Oh, the curfews. Yes, yes, like just putting on a curfew and being like, oh, now we can arrest you. Yes, exactly. Same fucking energy. Exactly. Same, same fucking energy. Exactly. So the yeah. part of it is, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. But what the thing with Redditors is, is they don't care if they lose the money. They've put in their savings. Some people do care, but a lot of people understand that the risk is they will lose everything they've put in. They, mm. But the idea is just shaking up the market and getting people mm-hmm. afraid, right? And so I think because it was a bunch of people did a little amount, so nobody's right. gonna suffer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, some people put in a lot, but most most people put in a few shares, right? And mm-hmm. so the idea is like, if the collective loses, then individually mm. the loss will be small, but the hedge funds will lose out big. Mm. And so that's mm. why I bought AMC stock today because I was like, okay, if AMC is the next thing, I want to be involved in like this collective movement mm. because, you know, it's like we don't mm. know what's going to happen. But if there's just a way to continually shake the market and shake the market, mm. because basically at this point, again, like the banks made so much money. They made, they had a record year last year in 2020. Banks mm-hmm. had a record year. That didn't happen. Mm. The like last time they had a, a year that big was two thousand nine after the government bailout. Wow. So if you think about that, mm. it's like we are like down here parsing out like pennies compared to them, you know. Mm. So I I think it's more just like a gradual process of being like, Okay, you guys are clearly messing with us. We're gonna do what we can collectively to mess with you. Mm-hmm. I also want to remind people, this is something that I was exposed to this year, which really tripped me out, is that, yeah, there is the stock market of being like, yeah, I can buy stock in Tesla or GameStop. But there's also, and I don't know how this works or how you get in touch with them, and I think it happens on a micro level, is sort of like influencer brands mm-hmm. and people starting new companies. And this was exposed to me because I have a friend who's just really respect her, just businesswoman, right? And she started a skincare thing. Mm-hmm. And she had investors, and one of her investors was actually <laughs> a guy that she had a big crush on and was very rude to her, right? Mm-hmm. And he invested in her company, and his style of investing is investing into these small kind of startup things, mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, influencer starts a skincare brand or whatever. And so he put, like, you know, a few thousand in there, and she was so mad because, you know, he kind of broke her heart and she was about to make him so much money because the launch did so well. Like, you know, whatever they did with their, you know, the product is amazing, but it's like the PR, everything they did was just so seamless and they sold out their first run. And I remember sitting with her at dinner and she was like, I'm so pissed. He's, He's about to make so much money because of me, because it's doing so well. Yeah. And I just thought that was just so funny and so New York-y, um, <laughs> that situation of, like, my yeah. crush is one of my investors, and now he's going to win again. Um, amazing story. But also just the fact that that's also a possibility, and that's something I want to look into is, and I think that, and I actually, the same girl, one time I was with her, 
and we were at dinner and she was like oh one of my investors is at the table over there and she had to go mm. talk to him and say hey and like and I'm thinking about that relationship of investing in companies or brands that you have a personal relationship with right and you're able to like intuit where it's gonna go you know mm-hmm. like you're like oh you know you can see what they look like and see what they feel like and be like yeah. oh do I trust this do I trust my money going into this it's kind of really interesting yeah 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 interesting <sighs> and I have a similar well a similar but different experience where I worked at a restaurant that was part of a big, like a, a, a small chain of restaurants in Santa Monica, which mm-hmm. is like a wealthy West Side city um, in California, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, USA. Um, <laughs> Planet Earth. Planet Earth. Um, but so basically this, it was a family run restaurant and then they started expanding. Mm-hmm. So they got different investors and the investors mm-hmm. ranged from literally their like first grade teacher to mm. hardcore investors who were sort of their friends Whoa. just because they were connected, wealthy um, people, but but they were more mm-hmm. investor-minded. And so different people would come mm-hmm. into the restaurant and have mm. different expectations for their experience. Um, and it was kind of like some because people Because they were like, investors. Right, because they were investors and some people were close and some people were just like, I'm here to make money. Like, why aren't there seats? Like, why aren't the seats filled? Like, why is there? They would like inquire with me. Like, why is there a wait list and mm-hmm. you don't have people sitting down? Because everything they saw was a dollar amount. Um, mm. And it is interesting. And like now, you know, I don't know if we can speak to this in great detail, but we have people who are looking to invest in us now in the pod because it's like a very small <laughs> thing, you know, and but it's like weird almost well the investor i don't know i know what you're saying because i was thinking that too of like this is the tangible version it's just everything gets so fucking connected but like money investing is like the tangible version of so many other forms of investing into just like anything you know and obviously they're very different but it is a relationship Mm -hmm. when you were talking about the investor thing with the restaurants i googled angel investor because that's something i've heard many times oh yeah And I'm just like, angel? Like, what? Um, And so the definition (laughs) of that is an angel investor, also known as a private investor, seed investor, or angel funder, is a high net worth individual who provides financial backing for small startups or entrepreneurs, typically in exchange for ownership equity in the company. Mm. Often angel investors are found among an entrepreneur's family and friends. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which also kind of implies that relationship because it's... I mean, yeah, that's just, like, a very big difference of me being, like, here's some money, Tesla. Like, hey, guys. And then my friend being, like, I'm starting a skincare brand and I can, like, have dinner with them and see where it's going and get and feel part of it. Yeah. I think the angel investor vibe kind of implies, like, they're excited about it on a bigger level beyond money. Yeah. And they have more invested than just money. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, like, into... Which is, you know, that's interesting. It's almost like being a curator, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't want to start a business, but I'm really excited for people who are. <laughs> yeah, and it's also, like, less work. That's the thing is if you have money, if you have capital, you can just create more capital by putting it into mm. things, and you don't have to, like, mm. worry about it as much. You don't have to do the grueling task of opening the restaurant. You just come in, you get a 15% <laughs> off discount to eat there, and, like, you know, it's 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 a wild Ugh, it's a wild world. Also, when I think about the stock market on a spiritual level, mm-hmm. <laughs> and when I think about investing on a spiritual level, like I think about the word circulation, which to me was a big word for me last year. But circulation is a word that applies to blood in the body. Mm-hmm. It applies to electricity, energy, the circulation of energy. 
Um, and then it also applies to money, mm-hmm. which is why I think it's such an important word to look at. Um, and when I think about everything in the world needs to be circulated, and you could think of you know the most simple metaphor for that, which is, you know, if water is rushing, it's fresh. If you if you put water in a bucket, it could be the most pure, beautiful water in the world, but you leave it outside. The mosquitoes are going to breed in there. Leaves are going to get stuck in there. Dirt's going to be stuck in there, and it's going to be undrinkable in a few hours, right? And I think of that with money, you know, and having a bit of money for the first time ever in my life and not having anyone, um, mm-hmm. you know, teach me any of this stuff. is like if you look at it on a spiritual level, energetic level, it's like circulation is the key to everything, mm-hmm. you know? And so if you have some money and, like, yes, it's good to save and always have that, like, safety net but if circulation is just literally the truth and i think life can always be summed up in these specific truths that apply to everything circulation being one of them it's like you should probably circulate your money (laughs) you know yeah just keep it moving because i don't know that's well it's also like like stagnation is death right like when you're dead like you truly do not move anymore you don't breathe like everything is in decay and that's the same mm-hmm. thing as stagnation and you know water stagnates and it becomes foul and um yeah it money it's like moving the money and i also do think that's something to consider when you are able to give and you able to um mm-hmm. mutual aid it's like that's moving your money too and that's like being like okay this is flowing and then it will flow back and it's not going to just go forever mm-hmm. you know it's a I, the idea of circulation is is a really nice way to think about money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I want to say I really love this conversation we're having because I feel that a lot of these, they're very binary of like stock market, evil, rich people. And then there's like normal people who don't get the stock market. But it's like there's this big gray area, like I'm saying, of like watching one of my close friends be able to start a business because of these investors mm-hmm. who aren't billionaires, who aren't millionaires, but just on a small scale, like are interested and like, there is that middle ground you know to circulate your money and support your friends and i don't know just participate in this tangible world we're in which is the way that it is now (laughs) you know yeah yeah it's like you don't have to you know investing in your friend's skincare company and getting excited about it it doesn't turn you into a greedy yacht owner (laughs) you know (laughs) takes takes a lot more than that (laughs) yeah absolutely but it's really great to finally think about these things and just like, I don't know. I just, it's just cool. <laughs> it's yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, I think it is cool. It's also like the idea of money begetting more money that like mm. the like law of attraction vibes, mm. like putting it out there and then at, money is a frequency. Mm-hmm. And so money attracting the same frequency, but like mm-hmm. if you know when you put money into circulation and it's you're not entirely involved in the circulation it's almost like you're Mm. removing the ego attachment to money and then it's able Mm -hmm. to draw more of itself in because it's it's just that pure frequency and you're not like thinking about it worrying about it messing Mm. up the frequency with your like thoughts in your mind yeah absolutely and i think if there's anything i'm definitely still testing out this concept but i think if there's anything i've learned about life it's that like it really is so simple and like you said it's like money is a frequency and to like be in the frequency of money is a very general experience and we could get mm-hmm. caught up in this world of like you know how much was this and how much was this and like 50 percent off and like da-da, you know and it's like we could think of that mm-hmm. there's a system of income or or when i used to make these sort i used to feel like i wasn't going to succeed unless i made a very specific business plan and counted every penny right. as opposed to kind of being like a general abundant mindset 
you know, it's really interesting to think about, but it's like to be in a frequency is literally just to be in a frequency. <laughs> yeah. In ways. Yeah. Um, and it is know, also another... like the way that we've been operating now with virtual money, like the stock market is a lot of virtual mm. money. Venmo, we we barely touch cash anymore. And it's like, Ugh, it's almost like we're getting more and more to the pure form of money being just a frequency or energy mm-hmm. that we exchange like which it always has been i mean mm-hmm. if you think about cash I, I think a lot of people are afraid of losing cash and coins because it's like grounded and i could see that aspect of it of like okay the physical manifestation of value grounds the value but if you that's true but the truth of the matter is is value has always been invisible you know and if anything we're closer to the, to the truth more than ever yeah absolutely wow Occupy Wall Street. (laughs) Another thing I want to say that just came to mind really quick is just how this is actually Occupy Wall Street. Oh my god, totally. Like the Occupy Wall Street movement was a failure. It turned into a hippie festival. Absolutely. Um, But this is actually an Occupy (laughs) Wall Street movement, hardcore, like literally, like. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so smart because. I think it also teaches us of like the future of protest it's like no it's, it doesn't yeah. work anymore to put a bunch of bodies in the road it just doesn't because we're not mm-hmm. in a bodily plane anymore we're in a like you said an invisible value plane mm-hmm. with the internet yeah. you know and it's like of yeah. course this is the way to do it right it's like for sure use the same weapons you know before it was, yeah. our weapon was our body and our voices unfortunately it's not anymore you know yeah fight money yeah, with yeah, money yeah. fight stocks with stocks <laughs> Well, similarly, like the TikTok craze where everyone bought uh, seats at Trump's first rally. Absolutely. You know, it's like that was all virtual. That was a form of protest. It was Mm. very, very visible. So effective. And no one had to leave. No one had to put themselves in harm's way. Um, Mm -hmm. You couldn't track that down. Like it was, it's genius. It's like genius. So more of that, please. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm into this energy i'm into it yeah it works it really works it's also just like working smarter not harder absolutely yeah think about it think of the ease it took for everyone to get on reddit and be like yeah we're doing this versus being Mm -hmm. like everyone get dressed up let's go to wall street let's fight the cops let's make a you know it's like everyone was just at home (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) okay i just want to say i love this episode because I don't know. I just, like, I learned so much. I'm, like, excited. I feel like you and I are, like, going into an era. Yeah, it feels like it feels like the, we're shooting to the moon right now energetically. What have our eras been? We have had mm. childhood era. We had fashion, Urban Outfitters era. Yeah. <laughs> we had um, sort of, like, photography class era. That was, like, such an era. Oh, that was very t- funny. James and I were in, like, class. a photography community college class together. <laughs> and it we just rocked like, it. <laughs> we actually did. He was always happy with us because we were, like, I don't know. A lot of students in community college are, like, nursing students taking extracurriculars because they have to. Mm-hmm. So they, like, didn't care. And then, like, you and I were just there for kicks. and like We really, yeah. Uh, and then we had... DIY art show era. Yeah, art show era. DIY era. I guess that sort of folds into art show era, but... Yeah, DIY era was big. Still going in a way. Yeah. Now we're in, like, podcast era. Soon we're going to be just stock market. We're going to disappear and just be stock market (laughs) sharks. Sharks. (laughs) 
Yeah, we'll be the everyman <laughs> stock market shark. We'll have secret dinners. I'll turn James into a sculpture. <laughs> um, yeah, I love this episode. I'm so excited to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited for all of all of our listeners to get on the stock market hype train. I know. I hope. Please let us know if we helped you understand it because all of this helped me understand it. I did not understand it yesterday morning. James and I talked about it with yeah. the incentive to talk about it here. So we like had to figure it out. And now I fucking get it. Now I get it. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. I'm excited to understand. Um, yeah. But yeah. Any announcements? Any end announcements. points we want to... I actually, you, uh, yeah, I was going to say you got a cool thing. <laughs> I, I have a cool thing. Um, Sunday, which is the 31st, I'm putting out my, mm. my guide, which is like the first guide that I've written by myself. So I'm really excited about yes. that. Yeah. James and I co-wrote a guide a year ago. Yeah. We co-wrote a guide that was yeah. a guide to meditation for the casual and committed, which I just, I still love that title so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this one is a guide to self-guided meditation. So it's like nine different um, prototypes for mm-hmm. meditations that you can do that are visual and affirmation based. Um, and I'm I've excited read about it, it. And it rules. <laughs> I already read it, guys. And it's amazing. Speaking <laughs> of Reddit, I read it. Um, it's really good. It's the formatting is beautiful. James used Creative Cloud, which is like R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Uh, it's just like beautiful and I'm excited to get it in physical form. I think it's in the mail to me, right? But the it digital is, yeah. um digital form is really cool. I also couldn't help but think of how amazing it would be on an iPad. Like I don't have an iPad, but like it yeah. just seemed like such a nice little swipe rooney Yeah. So very excited for that. Also eventually eventually you'll probably make like a printed version. I could see that. Yeah, I was thinking about that because when I printed it out to send to you, I was like, gosh darn, this is so nice to hold. Yeah, where so. are all the small publishers? If anyone knows publishers in LA, like small publishing houses that are like have big dreams, love what they do. Yeah. I'm in need, James is in need. Cause I feel like all I see is like big publishers and then I see these kind of more like zine type mm-hmm. DIY things. But I don't feel I don't have anyone in my life or know anybody who's in the middle of like, oh, I'm, my plan is to be a big publishing company, but right now yeah. we're at this small level and we want people who are like serious, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're looking for. We would yeah. love to meet you. Hit hit our hotline. <laughs> yes, our hotline. We should do a yeah. Q&A episode one day. Oh, I'd love that. That'd be that so would fun. That would be fun. Because it would be, like, surprising and fun. Um, well, thanks for tuning in with us. I, I'm really proud of anyone who listened. <laughs> yeah. If you're still here, like, thank you. <laughs> we all, like, maybe learn something together. I don't know. I love this episode. Oh, my God. Kat is back serving booty. <laughs> Little Kat Matt. is really arched. Yeah. I named the Aww. cat Bat, by the way, you guys. I don't know if you've been keeping up with my stories, but I have an outdoor cat that's really been getting closer and closer to me, and I named it Bat. The artist is present. Yeah. Let's go to the post office and do that. And yeah, that's all there is to it. What a fun time. Ah! Thanks, thanks, for the, thanks for the vibes. You guys, everyone listening, our lives are going to change. I can feel it. <laughs> This we actually this is one thing I will say is the full moon in Leo happened uh, the yes. day of the stock market thing. And I was like, this mm-hmm. lines up. And then also Mercury in retrograde with everything being crazy. I'm like, OK, thanks, astrology. Yeah. Thanks for the also for if the anything. Notice. The stock market thing is so powerful as it is. But just like if anything, it's like 
the illusions are big you know like leo mm-hmm. energy i saw a few astrologers saying this is like just be like i don't know just like believe in yourself and like be like everything is an illusion anyway yeah literally yeah <laughs> like the stock market which like runs the world is an illusion and then it's like so are like little social things and like the beliefs you have about yourself like just fucking so make your own illusions just rejoice make your own fucking illusions like everyone else is gonna do it anyways man yeah <laughs> literally like fucking break through the fucking netting <laughs> the internet okay we love you guys thank you for tuning in thank and you we will see you next time keep going keep it up keep, keep going. circulating yes keep, keep circulating <laughs> <laughs>